I'm Emily. And I'm Hannah. We are best friends and dietitians. We have a goal of challenging nutrition misinformation and fitness trends with an evidence-based approach. Each episode, we will dish up our thoughts about the latest facts on a popular health-related topic. We're the Upbeat Dietitians. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Upbeat Dietitians podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the pod. Emily and I took a bit of a hiatus, so we were recording together for the first time in probably like over a month. (laughs) So we're feeling a little weird. Both have new backgrounds, as you can probably tell. We both moved recently, not closer to each other, probably farther somehow, actually. Um, But yeah, new homes, new podcast, new season. We're feeling Mm -hmm. good. Feeling good. Today we're going to go into, sorry, what? You want to call it? I was just saying lots of, no. Nothing of substance to add. (laughs) We'll get into the substance part then. So today we're going to go into, uh, it's actually pretty on brand for what's going on in the media right now with the whole like body image thing going on. So I guess we can talk about that too today. It wasn't really in the plan, but we can bring it up. Um, Anyway, today is all about discrepancies in women's clothing and issues with variety with women's clothing size. And before we get too much into it, I do want to give a disclaimer that we are both women in thin bodies and we've never struggled with this. So we are only speaking from an outside perspective. So if you are listening to this and you have actually struggled and you feel comfortable sharing, we'd love, love, love to hear um, your actual experience to kind of share with our listeners to get that other perspective. Cause like we said, we, when we go to the store, we're always able to find what we need unless it just happens to be out of stock, but we always know our size will be carried in some way or another. So we are simply speaking from what we've heard, what we understand. We can never really know for sure what it feels like though. Yeah, definitely a good disclaimer to add because we only know so much. We haven't really experienced it. So we can only speak from our, what we know from like a healthcare professional standpoint. Exactly. But we have seen a lot of this. Um, Mm -hmm. And so today we're going to go over with, we're going to go over all the issues with the closing clothing sizes, how they're like just so inconsistent. Um, we're going to go over how holding on to clothes that no longer fit. You can be very harmful to your intuitive eating journey. If you are like keeping clothes in the closet to where, when you finally lose the weight or whatever, that probably is not helping you. We're going to go over that in a little bit. Um, and then we're going to do some tips on what to actually do about all this. If you are struggling with um, like body image, whatever way, because of all this with finding clothes that fit you, you're feeling really stressed out about it. Um, we're going to go over some shopping tips and things like that as well. Yeah. An exciting episode. And it's something that a lot of people don't talk about. Like there's some talk about it, but not really that much. Yeah. Even though there needs to be more about it. So let's dive into the issues with those discrepancies in women's clothing. So number one issue is there's no standard sizing system. Sure. There's like four, five, six, or four, six, seven, or four, six, eight, 10, 12. Or, I'm really struggling <laughs> with these sizes. I'm just combining them or those are the odds, or sometimes there's like 26, 27. That's based off of just waist circumference measurements <laughs> conference. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'd say. Um, but there's so many discrepancies in kind of between brands and what a six might look like at 
say like American Eagle compared to a six at Old Navy. Those could be completely different. Also, it's not even just the waist. Like we talked about the waist measurements or circumferences, but there's differences in like hip measurements. And there's also differences in thigh sizes and calves and stuff like that. Just everyone's so different. So it's hard one to have a standard system. I mean, I feel like men though, theirs is a little bit more straightforward with their waist and length more than we get. Um, But there are a lot of discrepancies between brands and there's just no standardizing system. Actually are looking at a screenshot right now where this individual shared a picture of their sizes and they're a size 12 and it's from six different brands and the waists are all different in every single brand. And I can't see them completely, but I assume the hips are also going to be different as well. So it just goes to show that if you're upset at all, that maybe like you're typically a size 10 and your size 10 at a different store doesn't fit, it's probably just because the manufacturing is different. It's not because you, nothing's wrong with you if you don't fit those sizes. It's an arbitrary number. It doesn't really mean anything. It more so just gives you like a ballpark of where to like, maybe this will fit around you for this brand, but there's lots of issues with there being a lack of like standard sizing. So, and with that being said, it doesn't mean anything really. No. And like Emily and I were just together um, and we did some shopping while we were together. We went to old Navy and like, we tried on probably three or four different pants in our size that we usually wear. And only like one pair like would fit the way we wanted it to. So like even within the same store, the same size may or may not fit you depending on like whatever shape that clothing item is. So like these sizes literally don't mean anything. And that's why I hear all the time from like patients that they'll be like, when I get down to a size eight, I'll finally be happy again. I'm like, you might be a size eight right now. If you go to this store, like it just depends. Also your jean size yeah, is not we'll going to find you happiness, but, um, <laughs> Even no. aside from that, like the arbitrariness, ar- arbitrariness, <laughs> arbitrariness, it's very arbitrary. The sizes mean nothing. That's kind of the bottom <laughs> line there. Um, I don't know yeah. what the current ideal right now is, like what the ideal pant size is. There's always like size eight is like what you should be or whatever. I don't know. Do you know like what the number is right now? Oh, I'm very confused based on that like New York uh, um article that came out I always thought we were in the era still of like the machines where it was like tiny waists and like large booties well that's what didn't you see that didn't Kim Kardashian get rid of her yes her booty so now we're 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 out of that now yeah we're going back to I think it's like more 90s yeah related so anyway the reason I brought that up is because there is always going to be like this ideal that the industry like makes you feel like you should be at, but it's always just for marketing. It has nothing to do with health at all. It changes so frequently. There's no way that like science is going that fast that we know that like, if you're at a size eight, you're healthier than whatever, whatever. But like this ideal, which is always changing, which should be a red flag in itself is not health promoting at all. It's just about marketing and getting you to kind of appeal to what they want you to appeal to. And also has a lot to do with the weight loss industry as well, 
because of this fashion industry arbitrariness, once again, I don't know the word for that. Um, (laughs) The weight loss industry, which is like a multi-billion dollar industry is also benefiting because people are always trying to fit into a smaller pant size to fit whatever that ideal norm is. Yeah. And bringing back up Kim, just because she has been changing her body more recently, she is a lot of money. I don't know if she's a billionaire. I'm pretty, I'm think, I'm pretty sure. I think Kylie like might be the only one that's a billionaire out of that family, so. but she's at least a multi-billionaire and she has a lot of money and a lot of resources where she physically can change her body through BBL and whatnot. And that's what we kind of see on the cover of like magazines or like, I don't really read magazines. So like social media and like stuff like that, where you see these people who have a lot of money and they start promoting different things. Um, But their access to resources is just so much different compared to the average Joe who does not have multi-million dollars of assets and whatnot that they can just change their body and whatnot so I saw a really cool video where they showed how the ideal body changed over the like past Mm. century or so and it's so different every single decade they just think it's something new and science does not function that quickly and also so dramatically different every single time that it's not scientifically based right Exactly. Like it's literally just marketing in the industry and fashion, which I don't know much about. I'm wearing a t-shirt and pajama pants right now. Like I'm clearly not a fashionista, but I do know (laughs) that it's pretty messed up and it's not meant to correlate to health. That's for sure. No. Um, when I was making the outline for this, um, podcast today, I found a really cool graphic. I can't remember the name of this gal. Oh, Lexi Penny. She's, I think a dietitian. Um, I stole the graphic and screenshotted it on our outline. She has a lot of really great information, um, but she kind of has like a little five point thing about how the weight loss industry profits off the fashion industry limitations. So I want to go through those five points together. So our first one is that most clothing stores, first of all, only have up to size 12 and it presents the sizes like double zero to 12 as a normal range. So if you're outside of that double zero to 12 sucks to be you. You got to go somewhere else to find your clothes. You're abnormal. It makes you feel bad. I'm sure. And so because of that, women can't find options that fit their bodies because whether you want to believe it or not, there are a lot of women who don't fit in a double zero to size 12. There are a lot of very healthy women who are above a size 12. Um, but because of this industry limitation, women that are not in that range feel that their bodies are wrong and need fixed. And so it's kind of where the weight loss industry comes in. Um, the women are at this point seeking for a solution to their problem, which is just a problem created by the fashion industry. Um, the problem of their body not fitting into clothes. And so from there, the weight loss industry benefits and the fashion industry profits from just making clothes that don't actually fit most people because everyone's trying to shrink their bodies to get into them. So the two are kind of in cahoots, it seems. Yeah. And then they always love charging more money Yes, for sizes that aren't within their typical ranges, which is very annoying there. It's a good point too. Like you got to pay the price of being in a larger body. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. And one that just keeps happening over and over and over and over again. Yeah. 
we have our whole fat phobia episode. We should link that below. If you guys want to listen to that, we talk about it a lot more, even outside of this piece of it. But yeah, it's, I don't know if the fashion industry necessarily is what their motivation is there. Like I, like Hannah said, we are not at all experts in the field of fashion, but the weight loss industry and fashion industry definitely can play off of each other and do play off of each other because of these limitations with clothing. And like Hannah talked about the weight loss Industry has just been promoting shrinking your body to the small size constantly. And that those like the inaccessibility around sizes really pushes us even more into that mindset that, oh, I need to, something's wrong with my body. Um, so it's a really frustrating place to be in. And I'm sure, I'm sure that so many people listening have experienced it where like, you want to go shopping and they don't have your size or like there are some stores that just don't are very non-inclusive and are very limited as is with their sizes and that and then they can't shop there and then they feel upset and then they feel like they need to change their spot because something's wrong with them because their store their size is not accessible to them when that's just not the case, it's more of the brands need to be a little bit more inclusive. A lot, Luckily, a lot of brands have been moving in that direction. It's just we need to continue to be moving in that direction. And something really frustrating that a lot of people experience with this is there's all this, and we've talked about, we talk about this all the time whenever it comes to weight loss is it's not just calories in, calories out, and it's not just physical activity plays a huge part in it. So oftentimes when you see people like promoting different body sizes or like, not that they're like outright promoting different body sizes, but like they do it in a way that's promoting a specific body size. It's most likely genetics, like very much genetics. A lot of, um, I always think of Victoria's Secret models. A lot of them just genetically look like that. Of course they like eat specific ways and they do exercise but to get this specific I don't even know if this is still true I remember like a couple years ago I was like not so healthily (laughs) I don't know I don't want to say obsessed but we'll say invested in that and I would like watch workout videos about like how to look like a Victoria's Secret model. And I'm also not a fitness expert, so we'll put that on the record as well. But I was like, I'm going to make you look this way. It's genetics. That's what's making them this way. And they're talking about like exercises that elongate your body. I'm like, they're tall and thin. They're naturally going to look elongated. If you saw their parents, they'd also be long and thin and tall. Yeah. It's, yeah. So genetics. Can't pick that. Nope. You cannot control that. Oh my gosh. I bet there's, I'm making a prediction. In the next five to 10 years, if there's not one already, there's going to be a push towards changing your genetics. Oh my from God. a food standpoint. I'm making this prediction now. Kind of like how tell- you can like 
boost your metabolism and stuff. It'll say like boost your genetics. Yeah. Like change, eat this food to change your genetic makeup so you can lose weight. Oh my gosh. I had someone tell me today that she saw like a ad or something where you wear a magnetic nose ring and it has something to do with, oh my gosh, what'd she say? I forget how the mechanism supposedly works, but it helps you lose weight. Wearing a magnetic nose ring. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not hating on your patient at all. It's No, no. She was very aware that that's not how it works. Okay, good. We met a few times, so she was not asking We'd love some to do it. She was very aware. Thinking. Good. Oh, my gosh. I'm not surprised. No. They also had devices that told people to keep your mouth shut. So there's just... And they're probably making more money than we are because they're making a quick fix kind of thing. (sighs) Is that supposed to affect like your olfactory receptors? I don't remember. I I wish I could remember what she said. I literally just saw her like four hours ago. (laughs) It was something about... bad, so you don't want to eat? No, it wasn't genetics, but it was... It was something kind of like that. I don't remember, but I don't, I don't know. There probably will be something like that in the future with genetics. It's like if you eat more pineapple, which that's carbs, probably not pineapple. If you eat more like bull testicles, you can (laughs) really improve those genetics. Actually that one guy that, oh my gosh, what's his name? Is it liver King that says this? He says that whatever, like tissue you eat that one gets stronger in your body like if you eat like i think like bull testicles that can like strengthen your own testicles i don't know yeah he has like a theory where if you like eat a certain tissue like it can help it like goes to that tissue in your body i just thought of a very graphic example i thought i'm like if you eat like fish eyes will that make your eyesight better better eyesight yeah okay Um, it's on youtube eat organs to improve your organs what the so he's basically doing what you're talking about so i should eat if i have heart problems i should eat hearts yeah if i have lung problems i should eat lungs yeah oh yeah. Oh, and it has to be like raw meat too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's all about raw meat. That's a food safety concern right there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you have to shield yourself from toxins. And you have to take cold plunges and don't use deodorant. Hmm. That's what we're up against. What an, what an interesting way of He's life. He's a strong dude that, this is also controversial in that world, who I think is probably on steroids. He's like Oh yeah, but he's like no toxins, so you know whatever. Um, mm. like of course they're gonna listen to him, the shirtless scary guy with abs, like over the skinny white dietitian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Eh, whatever. You guys are know. here. We appreciate that. Yeah, we appreciate being here. Sorry, so, we don't have the biggest muscles. Yeah, sorry, but we have strong brains yeah because we eat brains <laughs> and that makes our brains strong <laughs> yikes yikes okay well you guys get it you understand now hopefully <laughs> how the weight loss industry 
is greatly benefiting not only from all this, but just in general from our society. It is, I think I have my notes, a $72 billion weight loss or weight loss, $72. Nope. Okay. Let's try this for the fourth time. The weight loss industry is a 70, 70. Oh my God. I can't say this. (laughs) It's a a $72 billion industry. Yeah. That was rough. You got through it. You got got through it. it. And that number is going up. That's so scary. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go over what to do about this. If you're like, well, we always try to give some takeaway tips because you guys know we can talk all about the bad, about everything that is happening in our field, but it's not going to be helpful to you guys unless you know kind of how to combat it. So I guess one last thing that isn't good. We kind of mentioned this a little bit and that it's like holding on to clothes that you hope to eventually fit into, which Emily and I have both been guilty of ourselves. Um, I used to have like oh, yeah. a whole little section in my closet of clothes that I would eventually fit in when I lose the weight or when like summer comes around, and I start moving more, I'll fit in them in the summer, yada, yada, yada. I think we often do this because we feel like we'll use it as motivation to like stick to a diet or like an exercise routine. We're like, if we see that visual of those size eight jeans that we got to get into, then we'll be more likely to stick to our routine. But unfortunately that motivation is not probably what we needed. Um, we actually had to improve our relationship with food and our body and everything, you know, kind of figure out that fat phobic belief that we're dealing with. Um, what does instead is it usually creates a whole lot of guilt and self-loathing. You just feel guilty about it. And if it's like me, in my case, I never ended up fitting in those clothes because they were from when I was like 14 years old. And at the time when I was dealing with this, I was probably like 21. So of course I don't fit in those anymore. I'm like at a different stage of my life. So it's just not even a realistic goal to set for yourself. Most likely either. Yeah, your physical activity level probably different. Your eating was probably maybe different. Where you were in life, like for our example, mine was also high school, was college. You were an adolescent. You were growing, completely different place as well. And oftentimes, those external motivators of "I'm going to look a certain way" are one of the weakest forms of motivation to keep us going on any type of goals so oftentimes I always think weight loss because that's one of the most common ones if not the most common one was like oh well stick to this plan for eight weeks and then I'll so I can fit in this dress I want to wear for this wedding that will we have to find something deeper than that not that we're telling you to lose weight for this wedding But just from an external standpoint of like, I want to look different, that's not going to stick around as much. You have to kind of find a little bit more of an internal motivator. And that's just for any goal in general. Like you have to find something a little bit deeper to keep you going compared to just an external change. And if you don't like your body now, we've said this before, you will not like it later. You got to do some mindset work around body neutrality which is kind of a foreshadowing to what we're going to talk about next mindset around food exercise we have to look a little bit more deep yeah I hear that all the time they're always like I want to lose weight because then I'll like myself a lot more or whatever and it's hard Mm -hmm. for me to relate of course I always do try to give a disclaimer of like I can't know what you're going through I haven't had to experience what you're going through. So I can't know for sure how it feels, but 
I've rarely seen it happen. Like the cause of your unhappiness is likely not just your weight. It's a variety of things. And even if it is related to your weight, it's not because of the weight itself. It's just how you view yourself and your body image. That's the issue. Like Emily was saying, so that mindset work is going to be huge. So that way, uh, no matter what your body's looking like, you're able to appreciate what your body's doing for you, which is a great segue into our next point. So let's talk about it. We'll have to do a whole episode. We could even like get a great guest on this. I follow a lot of people who call themselves like body image coaches and they talk a lot about this. Um, so it'd be a really great person to have on for this, but what you can do about this predicament of this whole thing, like keeping clothes that you want to fit into struggling to find sizes, shopping is very stressful for you. All of that. Um, our first thing to think about is the whole concept of body acceptance and weight neutrality, which I forget how much I said on here before on the podcast, but I talk about it quite a bit with my membership talking about like body acceptance versus body positivity, where the big difference is like with body positivity, it kind of gives this idea in a not so great way that we should always love the way, like we should always love our body all the time. And that's just not realistic. Like no matter what size your body is or what stage of life you're in, whatever, you're probably going to have times where you just don't love everything about your body. And that's, that's normal and expected, but with body acceptance and body neutrality, it kind of takes it a step further and says like, even if you don't love your body, you still got to treat it right. You have to accept it and you have to take care of it and appreciate what it's doing for you. So you're not always positive about it. Cause it's just not realistic to have that positivity all the time, but you at least can value what it's doing for you. And so you're not trying to punish it and hate it and be mad at it all the time. Yeah. We talked about this a little bit with Amanda way, 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 way back when in our is weight the problem episode. Um, but yeah, I don't really have much to add, but just working towards that will be helpful in all of this because you will be much more open to getting whatever size clothes fit you. Like, again, I can't speak too much personal experience because I don't have the struggle you may have if you're listening to this, but, um, even in my size that I do wear, like I said, I'd have, if I go to old Navy, I might have to get like a certain pair of pants. Cause even this other pair of the same size won't fit me, but because I'm like neutral about my body and I like am cool with wherever it's settling at, it's okay. If like this size doesn't fit me in this shape of pant, but they do in this one. Cause it's just like, who cares? It's like a neutral thing. It's not correlated to my health or my, my body image at all. No. And this actually kind of leads us a little bit into the next one is just trying to shop at stores that are a little bit more inclusive to your sizes, but also almost going off a little bit more into this is like finding brands that just fit your body. Well, this is something Hannah and I've talked about a lot over the past couple of years where I'm sure you brought up your hatred of jeans. Hate jeans. At some point. <laughs> There's no way we place, ha- though, as you know. You guys don't know. Yeah. Emily knows. I'm getting I'm finding a love for yes. jeans again because mm-hmm. like I am probably gonna get to this. I'm like stealing the spotlight. Like jeans are like I'm finding brands that like actually fit my body type. Yeah. Because we're both I don't know if I want to say victims of this. We're both perpetrators of this where we would buy jeans based off of our size and they didn't fit us well and they weren't comfortable. Also skinny jeans are not comfortable and we will never go. Thank God those are out. We are never going back to that. Why did we think it was okay to have? No, they could come back in style. You will not catch me wearing those. I do. 
trying to get it over like your calves. That was no. the worst thing. <laughs> you guys can't see my legs, but I've got my calves and my thighs are the same size. Like I have huge calves. <laughs> Skinny is like a nightmare for me for like 10 years of my yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. And it's because we were wearing one uncomfortable jean. So that's, that's on the trends, not on us, but also we were buying sizes that didn't fit us properly. And like, if you find Hannah, Hannah and I had gone through this very recently where we loved pants, but they did not fit us properly. We would not allow ourselves to buy it. Even if like it fit your hips and it fit your thighs, if it does not fit your waist, do not buy it. There are, there's so many different brands and also now so many different cuts, whether it's like curvy style, I buy more petite because my legs are like two feet tall, (laughs) but you have to find ones that work for you and that's okay. You're, it's going to be a frustrating process, but it's so much more rewarding when you buy pants that actually fit you and don't look at the number on the size that doesn't mean anything yeah it's more of look at it maybe like on a reference of that specific brand like oh I need to find one that's a little bit bigger or smaller but even then it might be like smaller just in the waist or it might be smaller in the hips it might be that sometimes this has been what's very frustrating me is sometimes when you go between sizes like I think it's like the waist is the only thing that changes. And I'm like, I've, I've had this problem where there were jeans I liked and I went like, I don't know if I went up or down and it didn't fix the problem. And I was like, yes, why, why are we just, why are we designing them this way? Right. But like maybe that brand fits someone else's body. Like everyone exactly yeah. shaped differently. So maybe that brand that you find frustrating works for someone else. Like just try yeah. different things, which I've been well, Emily has been pushing me to do actually more than I'm pushing myself. So I've just been like, I'm, I'm this size. I have to wear this exact cut. Like I just got to do that. But Emily and I were shopping recently, like we said, and we like both found like our dream pair of jeans that we never thought we would have worn. And like, we're so happy with them. And like, yeah, they were not what we would ever would have ever bought. in if we were like stuck in like a certain zone, we like had to buy in. No, I like what you said that jeans that might not fit me might fit someone else really well because sometimes we see I always will see like I was about to say it incorrectly and then I probably would have gotten canceled or something but Levi's yeah how are you gonna say it I was gonna say levies don't say levies (laughs) no I stopped myself where did you learn this I told you I just read things like aspartame oh no um, what was the other one that was like another really big one. I know that you had Once a I recent s- one that I was like mind blown about. I don't remember what it was. I don't know either. Oh no, this is going to bother me. There is something more recent, more Chicago related one that my mom literally was like, if you say that you're going to get like bullied. There's a street called Armitage and I say Armitage. Oh no. So they know what I'm talking about, hopefully. But going back to the jeans, there are a lot of like, I know influencer collaborations with Levi's. I don't have to really think about it's it. It's literally someone's name. Like it's a very common I, name. 
say lovey in my head. Would you call someone lovey? I'm pretty sure there's a there's like a famous anime character. Actually, I've never seen the anime, so I could be completely <laughs> I could be completely oh wrong. gone. You need to stop reading and like actually like listen to things. <laughs> As well, I like audiobooks because then I like learn the names. No, I state them all in my head the weirdest ways. Yeah. <laughs> and then I hear someone say it out loud. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's how you say me. that. <laughs> Sorry me. Um, but anywho, <laughs> these influencer gene collaborations, they might like say like, oh, these are the best genes for me. And then you'll really love this influencer and be like, oh my gosh, I trust them. And then maybe the genes don't work for you. And that's okay. It's just that cut and style of gene does not fit your body type. And that's fine. There's so, there's so many discrepancies in genes. I know I, we're really fixated on genes today. Because we have a hard time with genes. <laughs> it's personal. Yeah. 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 I think I'm like, are dresses that bad? Well, probably if they're long, if they're long, I can't wear long. Oh dresses. yeah. Like when I would get like a prom dress in high school, like I almost always had to get it altered. Like it never oh, looked yeah. it right. And like, like the boob sizes are not always consistent. Everyone I know had to get their prom dress altered. Is that like, do they just not, do they make them like like they're based on one they, person's body and then yeah. if you don't match the exact body, you're out of luck. Are shirt sizes bad? Oh yeah. I usually wear a medium, but like I could wear anything from a small to extra large and it'd fit the same depending on the brand and the size and the shape and all that. You know what I have beef with? Speaking of shirt sizes, I fit so well in Bobby's shirts we are very different sizes and I'm like how is this a men's large <laughs> yeah what is I don't understand their sizes because I don't really need to know those sizes at all no but if it's going to be like a large on a man I want it to be large on me not a like comfortable shirt yeah I can't speak it's to that weird. too much because Ross and I are very different sizes <laughs> But yeah, men's sizes are weird. They're weird. Yeah. Sometimes I swear they're somehow smaller than ours. I know. I don't get it. Maybe because like. Maybe, the, are we curvier? Yeah, the curves so, maybe. I think the shape's just mm, different. That's true. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway. Next one. Speaking of like making a dream closet of clothes that actually fit you and are comfortable. Um get rid of or donate clothes that don't fit you. I did this recently when I moved and it was so great. Things I like just didn't like anymore aside from all this, but clothes that I was saving for whatever arbitrary reason, clothes that aren't comfortable, like size aside, like if you don't feel comfortable in whatever this is, like get rid of it. If it's like a dress that like technically fits you, but like you feel really uncomfortable in it, why would you want to feel uncomfortable? I guess I'm saying that from a perspective of like, I never want to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> so I know sometimes fashion <laughs> is like painful. It's just like part of the game or whatever. I don't know. I don't get it. Um, but comfort for me is so important, <laughs> which is why you guys, if you ever see me, That's I'm true. probably wearing clothes that are comfortable. So that I would say, I guess, depending on what your fashion style is, you might be more into clothes that aren't as comfortable, but 
from a sizing standpoint, don't try to squeeze into clothes that don't fit you anymore, I guess is the bottom line. No, no. If you haven't worn it in a year, you've gone through all the seasons and you didn't wear it, you might not want to keep it. Yeah. Unless I guess it's like, so it was very, very specific, like a sentimental thing. I'm thinking like a wedding dress. You know, everyone just yeah. has those on hand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or, I have mine. Like, I probably won't get rid of that, but. Yeah. But like, we'll say non-sentimental clothing that you've had for over a year. Or if you were, even you're like, Emily, a year is time. We'll give you two years. Yeah. And even that. I'm trying to think of my own closet. I I do have like some nicer dresses that I'll literally only wear if I ever go to like a nice like Christmas party or whatever, which maybe is like every two, three years, um, depending on like, I don't know, I guess various factors. Um, but yeah, anyway, like your day-to-day like t-shirts and jeans and that kind of thing. If you haven't worn them or they don't fit you, get rid of them. Yeah. So let's talk about the next thing we can do when working on our mindset around clothing sizes and so if we have those thoughts of weight loss starting to creep in of like if I lose the if I lose weight I'll fit into this shirt again or if I I'm going to save this for when I lose weight or when it gets warmer I'll start exercising more one stop yourself and like wait what type of motivator is this is this Obviously, you're going to know it's an external one, but still talk yourself through that kind of what is driving this. Um, why am I feeling the need to change my body? And that's more to say, like, is diet culture pushing something on me right now? Did I hear any like really rude comments that made me feel bad about my body? What is kind of the drive factor behind these before just kind of really jumping right into like, I'm going to hold on to these clothes because I'm going to change my body. First, do some work on what that initial motivator is and then challenging that more so. And hopefully as you work through this mindset work, which like obviously this is not an extensive workshop for that, of which though we do have a section on it in our course. That is coming out late 2022. So definitely top of the wait list if you want a little bit more work on that. But that being said, when these thoughts do start to come up, we're going to challenge them. We're going to look into kind of what's driving And then kind of running through all those things we've talked about before with like, we don't need to change our body to be better. We're probably not going to like our body if we change it, like, even if we don't like it now, stuff like that. Yeah. Agreed. All right. A couple more tips here. Um, next one is just like, get pissed, <laughs> like get angry at the designer and diet culture. This applies to like any part of diet culture really, but it's, it's a really good sign that you're improving your relationship with food and your body. If you're like really upset about all this, Emily and I have like daily rants about all this kind of stuff because like it's so true to us and dear to us. And we're very passionate about it. And so like, we're just like mad all the time <laughs> about this kind of thing. Anyway, um, we have ways to cope. Don't worry. We're not just like chronically yeah. angry and bitter. We're very happy people usually. Um, but it, it just is a good sign. Like if you like really see how like messed up this all is, 
if you're getting angry about that, that probably means that you are improving in a lot of good ways. Yeah. Get pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Our last little tip is just it fits, or in this case of what Hannah wrote, just because it zips. Take back what I said. Just because it zips doesn't mean it fits. So you might think it's based off that me- that mechanism, but like what we talked about with our gene experience, it that doesn't necessarily mean it fits. Comfort is important. Just because you can get it around you doesn't mean it's great. I have another thing I can speak on. I don't know if I've actually talked to you about this. I ordered a dress online for a wedding coming up. And silly little me didn't read the reviews, which mm, user error right there. That's, That's on me. I will take that hit. And the dress fit incredibly well everywhere, but I couldn't get it around my hips at all. And, but I could like shimmy them down, but like there would be no movement involved. Like there could be no dancing. There could be bare, like slowly sitting and standing. And technically it fit, like technically very borderline. It's barely fitting, but it was not comfortable. Um, and there was, if I did go to the wedding in that, there would, I would probably flash many people. So yes, it was my quote unquote size, but then I understood, I was like, well, I'm not comfortable in this. This is not, I don't want to go to a wedding wearing something that could break. Also, I looked at the reviews and I experienced that solidarity of everyone's like, I can't get this over my hips. Literally every single review. So that's on me. But that was a case where maybe it was my size or maybe you had something I experienced where it just barely fit, but it was not comfortable. It's not worth it. Get a different size. Get a different clothing item that you feel better in. Yeah. Like you said earlier, there's so many clothing brands and styles and colors. And like, it's kind of, if you like that kind of stuff, it can be fun to even like look around and find a new dress to fit you better. Um, rather than like getting mad about it and being like, Oh, this sucks. Like I should lose weight for this. Like, no, now you get to like find a new dress to try, which if you're in a time crunch, it kind of sucks. That's very stressful, but maybe even like trying to shift that mentality of like, Oh, cool. Now I get to like keep shopping for this. And if you like shopping, it can be kind of a fun thing to do, which we're good at segues today. Our next segue is shopping tips. So if you are someone who experiences these issues all the time, we have some tips for you. So first one, if you are in the actual store, trying things on, bring a few sizes to the dressing room. So even if you, if you're a size 10, typically bring a size eight of those jeans, a size 14 of those jeans, bring like a few different sizes and try them on until you find one that fits or maybe none of them will fit. And that's okay too. Um, but that way you don't have that like mini breakdown of like, Oh, why didn't that size 10 that usually fits me fit me today? You can just try on a different one. And if that fits better, you can get that one instead. Or maybe you just discard it all together. Um, but it'll just help you feel in the moment, like you have a solution to that. I don't want to call it a problem, but the issue you're struggling with. Yes. You don't know how that brand, unless you, 
only shop that brand and you know how it fits really well, it's good to give yourself multiple options just just in case. J-I-C. J-I-C. <laughs> and then something else to note with shopping tips is trying on your clothes without looking in the mirror. There's a lot that can change what the mirror looks like. One, the angles of the mirror can change how it appears, where it is like stationed on the wall, whether it's like full length or like just a little bit, that can change how you look. So focus a little bit more on, we always, we talk a lot about like non-scale victories, but this is a little bit more of that kind of focus of like, do they feel comfortable? Like, up the jeans example we're just gonna beat this one down do these jeans fit my waist do they fit my hips do they fit my thighs can I sit comfortably in them can I comfortably move around um do I like how they look and this doesn't necessarily have to be in the mirror just kind of looking down at them like do I like the style of the jean don't buy jeans that you don't like how they look as well um but focusing a little bit more on kind of that feeler with like how you're feeling in the clothes first instead of looking at the mirror because also our mind our body likes to play our mind likes to play tricks on us often if we're having like a bad body image day we might experience some like body dysmorphia and we might see something different than what's actually there so taking away that component can be good for you yeah I posted a tiktok and an instagram reel recently not Instagram. It got so many mean comments, of course, but I was talking about how like your body image is something to do with like what your body actually looks like. It has to do with like what your brain like views your body as. And everyone's like, that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You're an idiot. Yada, yada, yada. Cause I was saying that like body image is not about your body and they just couldn't wrap their heads around that. Okay, well, a bunch of, I'm not even, I'm not surprised. On a bunch of boys, it's a, but it's a you know, man, boys, man, boy. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's essentially what you just said. Like your body image isn't really what your body looks like. Usually it's body dysmorphia or just like you're having a bad body image day. So you feel like you look different than you actually do. Mm -hmm. What your body actually looks like to other people is probably not what you're seeing yourself. And a lot of people experience body image issues often. So Taking away that mirror piece plays a huge part because that way you don't give that as much power as it has over the decisions you're making. Focusing just more on that comfortability will be better. Yeah. I don't know if that's a word. I was saying arbitrarily or something earlier. It's fine. We're just, we are not English majors. We're dietetics majors. Died. <laughs> we're just doing our best. <laughs> Give us a break. <laughs> we're trying. We're kind of. You guys are lucky we're here today, honestly. <laughs> it's yeah. rough. Okay, well, we're wrapping up actually. Let's talk so, about size and yeah, size inclusivity. So we're gonna give like a whole longer list on in the show notes. So check that out on the on the website. Um, but we want to go over a few different size inclusive brands. Yes. So Old Navy is not one we've dropped a lot. They go up to 4X, which is, we love that for them. Lane Bryant, I've never heard of. I, I think my mall has one. 
it's like a plus size store. Oh, cool. Yeah. Amazing. And then Athleta goes up to 3X, which is for a little bit more of like that athletic wear. Athleta will be good for that. Old Navy's probably more of like your everyday. They have some athletic stuff, but yeah, a little bit more everyday. And then Lane Bryant. So there is a lot more than this. It's just we were able to come together with for this yes. list here, but we'll put a whole longer list on the website for you guys. Yeah. Cool. So let's finish it up. So in conclusion of our talk today, your worth is not defined by the size of your jeans or the size of your shirt or the size of your dress or the size of your shorts or whatever it is that is holding you back and is haunting you in your closet that's sitting there like oh my gosh wear me when you lose weight you look so good you are not defined by whatever that size is size is arbitrary there's no standard sizing guide every brand kind of does whatever they want and you just have to kind of find what works best for you and what feels makes you feel good so keeping those clothes around that don't fit you is not going to be a helpful strategy it's you might find it to be a good motivator, but like what we talked about, those different types of motivation, external motivators are one of the weakest types of motivation to kind of keep us working towards a goal. So just shop for clothes that are comfortable for you. It's very normal for your body to change. It's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it besides eating and exercising and not even just genetics. There's a lot more, even on top of that. So it's normal for bodies to change and we want you to feel comfortable in what you're wearing. So buy clothes that fit you, not sizes that fit you. Yeah, ring-a-ding-ding. Tingling. Okay. <laughs> Don't touch my tingling. <laughs> Inside joke, you had to be there. Not really great for a podcast. <laughs> Okay, let's get to the bonus question. So very on brand today. Our bonus question is, what is our favorite clothing store to shop at? Emily, do you want to go okay. first? Because so you'll not have an answer. What are we, are we like living under the assumption that we have unlimited money? Yeah. Like, okay. I was wondering, because I'm like, because if money's playing a part in this, yeah, my answer is going to be very different. Well, we can do, we can do like, budget favorite and then like if you were a kardashian favorite okay i feel like hold on now i'm stumped i'm like where do i shop the most at i'm gonna say my kardashian favorite is buckle Mm -hmm. because oh no that's a lie buckle or i'm gonna have i'm gonna be like you i'm gonna have three answers so I'm going to have two for the Kardashian budget and one for my budget friendly. So I love Buckle and Altered State, which was like very much, if you look at what they have there, I don't even know what my style is. I've heard like people describe my style as different things. And I'm like, oh, sure. I'm surprised you like Buckle. It's very like farm girl that's what that's what I was gonna say it's very much like that but I like very specific things there I think I like their shoes the most Mm. and I have too many shoes so actually my answer I'm changing my answer 
I'm changing my answer to altered state in Francesca's. Ooh, I feel I like, like that's a little bit more up my alley. Yeah. I mostly like altered states shoes. Yeah. <laughs> but my budget friendly place, I want to say Old Navy. I feel like I'm forgetting places I shop regularly. Yeah. Mostly because like whatever I'm looking for doesn't fit me and then I have to go somewhere else. So it's exactly. not like I, I shop at stores regularly. Exactly. But I don't think I have Navy. a favorite either, which you guys all, all saw coming. <laughs> but like truly when it comes to clothes, I was going to say that like I love clothes and like I love shopping. I'm just so cheap. I hate spending money. And so mm-hmm. I have clothes from like five, 10 years ago, not because I want to lose weight and fit them. I haven't changed that much in certain jeans I have for sure. Cause those are like more specific to your body shape, but like shirts and stuff I can definitely fit in from ages ago. Um, so anyway, I like, don't have a lot of like up to date things. I like really want to get better at mm-hmm. it. I like want to have a more fashionable closet, but like, I don't really have a place that I like go to. I will say I have a lot of old Navy. That's probably my budget friendly, like my go-to like all my swimsuits are from there. Like a lot of like my plain, like t-shirts, like crop tees. They have some cute, like workout stuff. Um, Abercrombie's coming back. Yes. That's my not so budget friendly option. I got a pair of dress pants from there that I've worn a lot recently. Those are really like, they fit really well. I got a pair of jeans from there. I need to try their curvy line. Cause the jeans I got, I had to alter a little bit. Um, but they have all kinds of cute stuff these days. We went to Hollister. Emily and I did when we were together recently. Oh, they had some cute yeah. stuff there. I don't think we've stepped foot in a Hollister in 10 years. No. And like <laughs> they obviously had their usual stuff too, that you would have gotten 10 years ago, like the graphic tees and all that. But they also had some really cute stuff that was very, very zillennial of us to get. Yes. So yeah, I like Target, but Target's been weird lately. Target is, I don't know what it's going. It's going through like a identity crisis and it's honestly, also getting really expensive. I know Walmart honestly has been the place to go. I've gone there a few times and they've had all kinds of cute stuff. Mm-hmm. Got some cute, like basic turtleneck long sleeves from there. Oh yeah. Like all kinds of like shackets and flannels. Yeah. I was thinking, uh, honorable mention goes to Nordstrom rack. Ugh, I don't have one near me. Yeah, I love Nordstrom Rack. The closest one for me is like two hours away. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I mean, I also love, you know, classic like Under Armour, Nike, like all that kind of stuff too, but. For your comfort. What? I said for your, for your comfort. Exactly. Most of my clothes (laughs) is athleisure. Yeah. And now that skinny jeans are no longer a thing. Even my jeans are baggy and comfy. So I'm thriving. I'm never going to be uncomfortable ever again. And I get to wear scrubs to my day job. Yeah. Like I'm living the dream. I was going to say that's all I had to contribute. Yeah. You guys knew where I was going to go with that. I don't have an answer. No. So we hope you'd enjoyed today's episode. Definitely be sure to check out the fat phobia episode and Amanda's episode. We'll link both of those in the description and then we'll include all of those store, like the clothing brands in the show notes on the website. 
check out our course. It's going to be coming out within the next couple months and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Season five. All right. Bye everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of the Upbeat Dietitians with your host, Emily Krause and Hannah Thompson. We appreciate you all so much for continuing to support us. In order to support us and sustain the success of this podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. If you'd like to provide us feedback for future episodes and guest stars, follow us on Instagram at the Upbeat Dietitians. Lastly, you can show us support by providing a monthly donation using the link at the end of our bio. Once again, thank you so much for listening today and stay tuned next Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we hope you have a wonderful rest of your week.